0: I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. This happens to be number 30 in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and blatant psychology behind and within famous records. The artist today that we're going to be talking about, in my personal opinion, was the single most talented, versatile musician and performer that my generation got to see. Uh, He musically did whatever he wanted to do. Hits no longer mattered to him as much as the idea of sincere musical output. He already proved in just the 70s and 80s that writing hits was something that he could easily do. He wrote hits for himself and for many other people over and over and over. But by the time that he'd gotten to the record that we're going to be going over here, his whole world was changing. Uh, He was finding some inner peace, and he wanted to share that inner peace with the world. The result was one of his most deep albums. It's viewed by many as his hidden classic album from the use of the unapologetically bold jazz to higher heights than any of his other albums, down to the subject matter, he was otherworldly on this record, showing people again that pop music was a specialty for him, but by no means a limitation for him. This time around, we're going to give attention to the Rainbow Children, which is the 24th studio album by the artist Prince. The Rainbow Children was not just another Prince record. What interests me personally is that I had already taken the same spiritual journey personally that Prince was starting on at this time. But but I have to say this, And it's not at all a criticism, just a personal thought. Prince was so excited to have the clarity of learning some truth that I feel he made this album maybe just a little bit too soon. But think of it this way. You know when you're hungry and the food just smells so good in the oven, but the timer says you still need 15 more minutes? This would be the equivalent to eating it before it was done. Just because you're so hungry, it smells so good, you have to have it. But it's not done. He wanted it so badly and loved the aroma of what he was learning so much that he didn't want to wait to meditate more on what he was learning and then refine his beliefs before doing this writing. The result? An extremely introspective record but one that may not totally spiritually have been ready to come out of the oven just yet when it did. Now, people online who don't know the journey he was on because they've never taken it get this album and get his symbolism all wrong. And his symbolism is all over the place. We understand that. And, you know, it's just that some people embarrassingly so get it all wrong. A lot of these people talk about how Prince's new faith, you know, poor Prince, he wasn't allowed to do this anymore or he wasn't allowed to do that anymore. I want you to seriously think about something. Who on this planet would tell Prince Rogers Nelson that he wasn't allowed to do something? Prince chose what he wanted to do. He chose what he chose to do. This is not faith through guilt, faith through manipulation, or faith through fear. This is him having faith through belief, actual faith, and love. Whatever changes in his life he made were because he chose to change them, not because he was told to do anything. And ultimately, unless you've humbled yourself, Made those changes personally and have experienced the benefits, you just might not get it. Because while it's fair to say that some boundaries in the world are oppressive, like a jail, other boundaries actually are not bad for you. They can save your life. But to many critical people, a boundary is just a boundary, no differentiation. I disagree. Think of it like this. If I saw a child about to drink Windex because that child saw blue, yummy looking stuff, I'd stop them. I'd create a boundary not to impede on his freedom, but to to help the child. I'm not trying to stop the child from living his best life by drinking the Windex. I'm trying to stop him from poisoning himself. See, it's love for him in the effort of keeping him from going to the hospital to get his stomach pump. Prince, at this point in his life, similarly understood that trying to be a more moral person and having the mindset to give more than to receive were making him happier than he ever was before. And it was his choice setting goals and boundaries for himself in his life were making him happier and you know i'm right about the positive effect on him if you saw the musicology tour a little bit later prince never stopped being prince and that's a good thing but he went from being 100 percent mystery music guy to a way more fun open even to some degree family friendly performer That still dominated over everyone else when he hit the stage. He was better as a person, more giving, happier, somewhat more accessible. I mean, there's print standards. He's going to remain a private person. There just was a definite difference happening in this man's life at the time. But my point again, though, is this. He was almost all the way there in clear understanding of what he was taking on with regards to Bible truths at this point, though some of the cookies, they just needed a few more minutes in the oven, because they came out a little mushy on this record. The music, though, was insane and clever, and this is Prince presenting an album every bit as much of a concept album as The Dark Side of the Moon or Quadrophenia. So let's get into it. The first song is over 10 minutes long, basically letting the listener the world know that art is gonna dominate over radio play on this record. It's called The Rainbow Children. Listen to some of these lyrics. With the accurate understanding of God and his law, they went about the work of building a new nation, the Rainbow Children. The wise one who understood the law that was handed down from God long ago Reflected the true meaning to his woman every day. And she surrendered her discerning of it into his care and keeping. For she trusted he would lead in the right way. Her children in subjection to her. She in subjection to the wise one. The wise one in subjection to the almighty God. Forever is in subjection to God. Then it goes along with this. It says, just like the sun, the rainbow children rise. Flying upon the wings of the new translation, see them fly. The covenant will be kept this time. This is some deep stuff. Look at the next song. It's called Muse to the Pharaoh. It takes it even further. He says here, there's so much information for the next generation. Who's going to drop it if you're not there? And whether the enemy makes a run on the palace or whether the enemy does not, the children will be laced with the protection of the word of God. Now, the music on the first two tracks that I just read some lyrics from are just, it's just sublime, just sublime. Then comes Digital Garden. And again, he's following the same theme. He says, in this brilliant darkness, so-called angels of light lies, 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 lies. And all the rainbow children will stand and fight for everlasting life. For the one who sits on the right, for him, we're willing to do the work. Which leads him to the most, I think he's probably ever deliberately tried to sound like James Brown on the next song, which is called The Work, Part One. Listen to this again. Very blatantly obvious what he was into and what he was learning at the time. The lyrics, they try to tell us what we want, what to believe. Didn't that happen in the garden when somebody spoke to Eve? But I'm willing to do the work. See, we're living in a system that the devil designed and suffering from this devil's most heinous crime. He's tried to keep us from the reason we were born. That is to be the living truth in human form but I'm willing to do the work. What is this work? Well, he's very much talking about teaching other people about God and his future promises. Then he totally sweetens the pot with the glorious song everywhere. And it gets personal. There's a place I want to go where the milk and honey flow without God. It wasn't there. Now I feel it everywhere. Listen to this. When I was lost and couldn't see my way, I used to follow what everybody say. Now I know it's written in the heart. Now I'm ready. I'm ready to start. We were always meant to be in paradise eternally. Before the truth, I did not care. Now I feel it everywhere. Can you feel it? This mighty good feeling everywhere? We've got so much work to do. Everywhere. There's a lot of songs on this record. I'm going to pull from two more just to again show where his mind and his heart were when writing this. The first of the two is Prince telling people essentially, blatantly actually, he no longer believes in a Trinitarian Godhead. He obviously loves God, makes it extremely clear. He loves the Son, and there's no doubt that he believes in the Holy Spirit but he no longer believes that they are all kind of a three in one God in a Trinitarian sense. Honestly, I believe the same way. The song on the record is called one plus one plus one is three. are some sample lyrics. If you ain't got no place to say, come on, baby round this way, but let me tell you how it's going to be. One plus one plus one is three. There's a theocratic order. There's a theocratic order now. The last one I'm going to pull from is called The Everlasting Now. Again, he's reflecting on himself. He sings, I knew this dude. He was very cool. He used to rule until he went to school. Not a normal school that breeds a fool, but the ones that teach men aren't fit to rule. Now, if you've listened to this podcast over time, You know where I stand on that. I believe that uh, 100%. I feel there, there can't be world peace brought about by mankind because man was never created to rule over man, and they never get it right. Prince continues. He says, that's when he took his pearly crown. He raised it up and spun it around and tossed it into the deep blue underground. No longer led by the ways of men, he looked for the kingdom deep within That's when the drums in his head began to pound. Don't let nobody bring you down. Accurate knowledge of Christ and the Father will bring the everlasting now. Join the party, make a sound, share the truth, preach the good news. Don't let nobody bring you down the everlasting now. Simply put, this record is the excitement of a person learning the truth about the Bible to the ninth degree. Again, he wasn't all the way there yet, but it didn't stop his enthusiasm or his drive to tell others the news that he was learning that finally gave this man some peace in his life. I spoke to the man that he referred to as his teacher, which is Larry Graham of Sly and the Family Stone and Graham Central Station, who confirmed Prince really took this spiritual journey very, very seriously and believed it with both his mind and his heart. For the record, I still believe and practice exactly the way that Prince did spiritually up until the time that he died. In fact, I don't just kind of view him as someone I admire as an insanely huge talent, but also spiritually speaking, I kind of view him as a brother. Think of it this way, and we'll close here. Prince essentially told the world at this point in his life, guys, look, I'm Prince. You know me. You have seen me shock you for a very, very long time. If I can have faith and I can walk the walk, you can too. And I can still be the baddest funkiest musician on planet Earth, and I'm going to prove it to you every time I walk on a stage for the rest of my life. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist and for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. So we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Prince the Rainbow Children playlist. You can find it very, very easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Prince, The Rainbow Children. 15 songs on this record. The first one, Rainbow Children. Again, clocking in at 10 minutes and three seconds. The second one, Muse to the Pharaoh. Then we have Digital Garden, The Work, part one, Everywhere, then the sixth song is The Sensual Thereafter. I'm sorry, The Sensual Ever After. Then we have Mellow, followed by 1 plus 1 plus 1 is 3, Deconstruction, Wedding Feast, She Loves Me for Me, which is probably the closest thing to a single on this record. It's a pretty song. Family Name, The Everlasting Now, Last December, and then Last December Reprise. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Podcast prince the rainbow children. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Uh, we've got them inside and outside of the U.S. again this time, and we're so happy about that. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in the United States, in Bellevue, Washington, and in Skane County, Sweden. How cool is that? Welcome to Refresher everybody. Listen, this show would simply not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. You just go and see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're so inclined, that would be great. But if you don't have the money or you don't have the desire, that's fine, too. Just enjoy the show and pass it along. If somebody could use some companionship and you think this might help them out, if they could use some entertainment or you feel that when we get into the deeper psychological stuff, if you think they could use some help, by all means, pass along our program. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor, and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.